Chapter 1 October 1883 Somewhere between Wyoming and Oregon Union Pacific Rail Line The clickety-clack of the train wheels agitated Jake's ragged nerves and kept him from falling asleep. Eyes gritty with fatigue ached as if a ten-pound weight were laid atop each lid. Bracing his boot on the back of the seat in front of him, he tried to get comfortable. His five-day trip was about to come to an end. Rest on a solid surface would be welcome. What will my life look like this time tomorrow? The door between the two passenger cars opened, and a porter carrying a lantern stepped inside, the amber glow infusing the dark space. He was older, heavy-set, his uniform rumpled and worn. He ambled down the aisle, glancing at the sleeping passengers. When he got to Jake, he stopped. Uh, You haven't gotten much sleep since you boarded, young man. Jake shrugged. The man was right, but what could he say? The porter chuckled. I didn't mean no offense. It just gets mighty lonely on the night shift. All the passengers snoring away and me having to stay awake. I notice you haven't been one of them. I reckon you're right, Jake whispered. He wished he could be one of the sleepers. Some people don't cotton to the rocking motion. Never get used to it. That was only part of the problem. Thanks, but I'll be getting off tomorrow. I appreciate your concern. The man smiled and moved on, leaving Jake to his pondering. Tomorrow was just around the corner. What would he find? Would his father even be able to talk? Had his sickness gotten worse? Or had he died? At the thought, a flash of molten fire ignited in his belly but he tamped it back. After all these years, he'd meet his father. Jake's mother had sworn she hadn't known who his father was. Being a saloon girl for most of her adult life, she'd entertained more than her fair share of men. That falsehood had been just another in her long list of lies. Jake pushed back the anger gnawing at his gut. Now, as if in a dream, he was about to meet the man whose blood flowed through his own veins provided he arrived in time. The train jerked violently and then rocked back and forth before chugging onward. This section of track through the Willamette Valley to the Oregon coast seemed rougher, and the train had slowed, sometimes almost to a crawl. Several seats in front of him, a burly man who'd been snoring for the past hour sat up at the disturbance and looked around. He cast one questioning look at Jake before settling back onto his seat, Farther up the car, a mother, huddled with three children in a pile of arms and legs, whispered and shushed them back to sleep. Jake swallowed and turned his gaze to the deep, foreboding darkness on the other side of the window. He'd never been out of Wyoming territory. Jake Costner. He couldn't get used to thinking of himself in those terms. For his whole life, he'd been Jake. Just Jake. What's Daisy doing now? The question was never far from his mind. He glanced down at the book resting on the seat beside him, The Last of the Mohicans, Daisy's parting gift, but he was far too preoccupied to read. On the eve before he'd departed Wyoming, he'd lain awake for hours, keyed up and uncomfortable. Chase and Jesse had insisted he and his best friend, Gabe, spend the night in the large, rustic ranch house with them, even though the two young men normally lived in the bunkhouse with the other ranch hands. 
Jake Hen wanted to put out his adoptive family. Hen wanted to make a bigger deal of his leaving in search of his father than it already was. But Jessie usually had her way when the subject in question was her family and making them feel special. She'd gone to great lengths preparing his going-away supper, cooking up all his favorites, pot roast, mashed potatoes and gravy, pumpkin pie with thick, sweet cream on top. Using the buggy, he'd picked up Daisy in Logan Meadows and brought her out to the ranch. A hefty sigh escaped. That evening felt like ten years ago instead of four days. Then later that night, when he'd taken Daisy back into town, he'd driven off the road where they could say their goodbyes in private. They'd kissed under the moonlight, the farewell bittersweet. She hadn't said as much, but he knew she hadn't wanted him to go. She was frightened, worried he'd find something better and not return.